One of the best feelings in life is feeling anchored. When the waves of life come, you stay confident, stable, and secure. So how do we stay connected in a world full of distractions? We think honest conversations can help. I'm Allie. And I'm Lenise. Two friends who just want to chat about how to be our best selves. Thanks for joining us. This is Anchored in Life. Well, this might be one of the toughest topics to talk about because it's a broad topic, but it also is incredibly emotional. So are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm wondering if you are because you were reluctant. Let the record show this was Lenise's idea. Oh, my This topic. <laughs> oh, my. It's not something you think about all the time. No. Our other topics... I find myself thinking about, I guess, because I'm just a very self-help focused person, but this is hard. Yeah. And I think that this does have to do with self-help. You're right. The power of an apology and the power it has to heal, to mend relationships, uh, promote growth, understanding. It's right up your alley. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> have never heard that before. Oops. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm sorry. The first question that came to my mind when we were writing out our questions for this was, why is it so hard to apologize? And I think there's a different spectrum, right? There's apologizing for things that are not as intense. And then there's the big apology that could mend an entire relationship. But while I was thinking about it, I was thinking that either one is just as hard, honestly. For some reason... The words, I apologize, I'm sorry, they're just hard to say. Yeah, I think people have a hard time admitting when they're wrong for a number of reasons. Uh, They can be psychological or social factors. I don't want to say that ego always gets in the way. It could be fear of a consequence. But I think just hearing the word, I'm sorry, or I apologize, for some people, it automatically puts you in a I don't know, in a position where you feel weak or inferior. And I think without even realizing it, we instinctively want to go against that. It's like, no, I'm not weak. No, I'm not inferior. No, I'm not. I'm not wrong. But you really need to understand that when you can't admit a mistake, what is that doing in terms of helping your personal growth? Stunting it, really. Don't you love when you hear an apology and then right after the I'm sorry words, you hear a but. But, yeah. That's not an apology. No. I hate but regardless. Like, I hate it in any sentence because mm-hmm. you're negating the first half of the sentence with the second half. When I was a writer, I would really try not to use that word. Well, it has a negative connotation to it as well. Yeah. I was wrong, but I wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. So when I was looking at this and looking at resources just to help me think of questions, I came across an article by Esther Perel, who is a researcher, psychologist. I think that's the right – psychologist is the right word. Anyway, she has a podcast. She's very, very popular, kind of in the same Brene Brown realm. And of course, the word vulnerability came up as I was reading about apologizing. But one thing that I didn't think about was when you – have finally gotten to the point where you're saying sorry, the person on the receiving end of it has the freedom to forgive or not to forgive. And now all the control is taken away from you and it could lead to rejection. Mm -hmm. 
And that hit me in my stomach for some reason. Well, no one wants to be rejected. Yeah. I didn't think about once the apology leaves your mouth, the other person then having pretty much all the control at that point. Because I did the work, so I should be rewarded is what my logical brain is computing in that moment. When someone doesn't react the way you want them to, which is, I guess, saying thank you. I don't know what what I want in that moment. But you could still have a broken relationship after an apology. Mm -hmm. And that's really scary. I think that's why some people just choose not to because they think, well, what if they don't forgive me? Then this doesn't even matter. I I I shouldn't even gotten vulnerable in the first place. Like, Can you think of an example where you're very cognizant of that? Or is that also something that you haven't really thought about? Well, I know that it's a perceived threat to relationships. This came up for me early in the dating phase with my now husband. He does not like conflict. He does not like to belabor the point. And if there is a situation that's come up, he is the first to say, I'm sorry. And for him, it's a way to say, let's just move on. I recognize that you're upset. I'm not quite sure why you're upset, but I don't want you to be upset and I don't want to stay in this phase. So I'm going to admit that I'm wrong and that way we can move on. And one day he told me, he said, you never want to admit that you're wrong. And sometimes you are. And I immediately responded, no, I'm not. And I genuinely felt that way. And I do feel that way. And that's a problem. And so later down the road, I started thinking about it. Now, why is it so difficult? And it's not so much about the control for me. Because if I do the work, for me, that's enough. It's enough for me to know I took the first step. Whether you meet me there and receive it, that's on you. I I don't have any control over what you do. And it doesn't bother me because I know that I did the right thing. And I think that's part of the problem for me when it comes to apologies. It's the whole wrong factor (laughs) that doesn't sit well. Using my husband as an example as well, he apologizes when he's not wrong. He uses it the same way that you're saying Dylan does, which is, let's just call this because this isn't worth it. And I'm surprised. I'm this combative one. I not in public. I want to make that very clear. When I do Enneagram stuff and I say that I'm a challenger in Enneagram eight, people think that I just like walk into grocery stores trying to pick fights. That's not what no. what I'm like. But when something to me is worth fighting for, I will keep going back and forth with the person. Right. And if the other person spars with me, then it can turn into a not so great argument. But Nathaniel doesn't do that. He really does just call it at some point and say, um, I'm actually not even going to engage with you on this. And I'm sorry. I, as I'm sitting here thinking about us talking about this and what you were saying about being wrong and control, I think a good apology is just acknowledging the way that you made somebody else feel. And then it kind of takes the right or wrong out of it because I think you, Lanise, are always going to think that you are right. I think I'm always going to think that I was right. I don't think I'm ever going to fully 100% believe that I was all the way wrong about something because there's so many angles of an argument, the, the words that you use. So I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. Is that essentially what your apology is saying? Because I think that's what the other person wants is would you please just acknowledge that you hurt me? The acknowledgement, that's 
that's it right there. You know, it, it validates the feelings or the experience of the person who was hurt. And it provides you an opportunity to have some accountability and reflection and hopefully prevent further harm and have some sort of reconciliation. But it has to be sincere. I have a hard time with people who just say, I'm sorry, and there's nothing behind it. There's it doesn't come from a genuine place of remorse or understanding. It's just they're throwing it out there. Um, I want you to take ownership of what you did, have some empathy, recognize, right, by emotions. But again, it comes back to me. And one of the reasons why I wanted to dive into this topic is because it can't just always be about you. If you're wanting that action, if you want other people to commit to making those amends and learning from mistakes, well, you have to be willing to do that too. So as a mother, how do you teach that to your children, right? They have to either watch you do it or hear you talk about it. So both of my children have empathy and are empathetic. And I don't know if that came from Dylan and I modeling that behavior or if it was something else, but they are both empathetic. Phoenix more so, and perhaps I'm seeing it more in her at this stage because she's younger and just has this big heart. I wouldn't be surprised if she ends up being a doctor of some sort because she has a great deal of care for others. My son does too, but he shows it differently. He has more of your fighting spirit. He wants to argue a point, but it's not just over something frivolous like I'm getting that last cookie. He takes up the larger cause. Oh my gosh, you don't want to get into a debate with him because he leans in. And so I do try to remind them the importance of admitting when you've done something wrong. But I am careful with the words I have them choose. I don't know, there's something about saying, I'm sorry. It just doesn't feel genuine to me. What are you sorry for? Say, for instance, you know, I'm meeting you for lunch and I get there 15 minutes late, which may or may not have happened ever before. When I get there, oh, I'm sorry I'm late. Well, are you really? Are you just saying that to clear the air so you don't feel bad? Or should you say, it was not my intention to have you sit and wait here. Please forgive me. To me, that is an apology. But it just throw out, I'm sorry. I have a problem with that. Yeah, and in the second one you just said, that is acknowledging that the person has been waiting and that you didn't want that and that you acknowledge that, that wasn't a good thing for you to do to that person. I think that's what people want to hear. I'm thinking of a particular relationship in my life that has pretty much ended and that's just a seasonal thing. There was an apology that I felt like I had to pull out of them and – once they finally apologized, I just didn't even want it anymore because I didn't feel like it was genuine. I had to do a lot of what I felt like was arguing my case as to why I deserved one. And I decided that I just couldn't be friends with someone that couldn't see how much their actions were hurting me. So that's one thing I like about Nathaniel is 
he kind of almost prematurely gives me an apology (laughs) (laughs) to where I feel like I don't even get to say everything I want to say. If I have something on my mind or something in my heart, I need to release that. And I I get that you want to move on and and that you are just wanting us to be in a, a space where we can just have a conversation and not be upset. Just you saying, I'm sorry. Nope. You're going to have to hear it. You're going to have to hear it because it's it's on my heart. That's true. There Some things have to be said because they're cathartic and it, you have to iron out your emotions sometimes. That's interesting. You talked about leading people to admitting their mistake. And that can bring some emotional discomfort, not just for you, but for the other person too. And at some point, they start to get combative. Oh, I would say they do immediately. When you're trying to pull an apology out of someone, they are not listening at the beginning. I don't think that that's most people's inclination to just listen. Please tell me why I need to apologize to you. No one's really open to hearing any of that. When you're trying to explain to someone how they've hurt you and they're not getting it, are you just stuck or do you have to start leading them towards apologizing to you? Because again, to me, that's not a relationship worth saving at that point. I lose a lot of patience when I feel like you're not emotionally intelligent enough to understand what you're doing to me. In a marriage, there's some coaching that happens back and forth of learning someone's behavior and knowing when they're hurt. And of course, you're living with them, so it's a little easier to see their emotions day to day. In a friendship, I think the reason you're friends is because there's a connection there, and I think that that should be something that yes, friends learn over time, but I think that there's a understanding that I'm going to know when I'm upsetting you or I'm hurting you. And so when I feel like another person isn't acknowledging that for a really long time, I'm basically writing that relationship off because I don't want to have to lead you to an apology because every time I try, it doesn't really do much good. I was on my alma mater's uh, website, Go Michigan State, Go Green, Go White, and they mention a TED Talk that I have not listened to with Robert Gordon. And he talked about the power of an apology and it outlined the three main elements of an apology. And acknowledgement is the first, remorse and empathy is the second, and restitution is the third. But at the very top of that article, which by the way was written back in 2017, they asked, when is the last time you forgave someone for something they did or said to you? And I'm wondering, Allie, when is the last time that you had to forgive someone? I can think of the last time I asked somebody to do that for me. That's where we meet. I was reading that question and I read it over and over again. When is the last time I forgave someone? I know when the last time someone forgave me, but I don't know when the last time I forgave someone. I know there are some people that I need to forgive. <laughs> you just, you haven't got around to it yet. But I have not gotten around to that, <laughs> you know, and, and I thought, wow, what does that say? What does that mean? You know, because if you're holding on to that, that's debilitating. And you can say, well, I'm not thinking about it or it doesn't affect my day to day. Life is short. And if you are holding on to a grudge that you think you've suppressed, it's affecting you. It really is. I was reading a form and I saw a comment there. And the person, you could just hear the bitterness in their voice. They're talking about something 
another person did to them and how wrong they felt. And just based on the comment, you could tell that this is something that happened like years ago. And so the forum was basically asking for advice on how to advance your career and how it's important for managers to support your career growth, even if it may mean that you have to ultimately leave that particular workplace, um, but that they're interested in your individual professional growth. And there was one comment from a person that said, well, I remember when I was in this situation, my management team didn't do anything, and the people who were supposed to be the leaders there were not. And it was just full of venom. And I thought to myself, wow, if you are still holding on to that and waiting for an apology from that person, it is your turn to forgive them. You need to do that. Does that involve engaging the other person? I don't think it does. Okay. So that's internal work you're saying that you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's two instances. There's forgiveness when you haven't gotten an apology and then the forgiveness when you have. So in your situation. I didn't get one. Right. So to me, it's just like it ended. Have I forgiven them? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Would I accept an apology if it came 10 years later? Sure. I guess what I'm unraveling in myself right now is if the other person isn't going to acknowledge and apologize, then there's going to be no forgiveness from me. Ooh, really? I don't understand the point of that. But the har- what you're saying makes sense. Like the harboring of emotions is not good. Yeah. Yeah. You got to let it go. That's why you just try not to think about it. <laughs> well, see, it's suppressing it. It's going to come up. It's going to come out. Yeah. Bitter- bitterness thrives in darkness. So there's some employment things I can think of where I'm bitter because I can't forgive how they treated me because mm-hmm. they are wrong. And will I ever get an apology out of that? No. No. You know, so that's kind of a defense mechanism. So regarding that, because as I was preparing for this podcast, I remembered that one comment that came up in a professional setting. And so I started thinking about apologies in professional settings and jotted down some things. Conflicts and improve team dynamics. They demonstrate leadership. Apologies can foster a culture of open communication and trust within an organization. And they can also prevent legal issues and protect a company's reputation. But again, this all goes back when you understand the power of an apology and why one needs to be given and be willing to give it. Uh I've been the mediator of an apology between two people on my team before. Uh, Oh, wow. That was hard, I bet. Yeah, it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because neither was understanding... why they were in this conversation okay so and so you said this to so and so and she felt blah but she didn't say that to you she said it to me so now i'm saying it's to both of you so now what do you want to do and it was kind of both of them were like i did nothing wrong here i don't understand (laughs) and you kind of have to walk them to the path of like yeah it doesn't really matter if you think you're wrong here it's just the fact that you made each other feel like crap And I can't have two people on my team thinking that about each other. Right. But I would have been so uncomfortable if I had been one of those people in that conversation. I would have hated that. But I needed it to happen because it was affecting my team and my work. And Mm -hmm. they were walking around living their lives not understanding that. When it comes to apologizing, forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean that you forgot. 
or condone the actions of said person. It's just really allowing you to move forward. And I, I bring that up because I'm curious, is there an apology that you ever received that you did not accept? I can't think of one personally, but I can think of one that's happened in my family that I watched. And I'm pretty confident that this relationship will never be mended because there's one party that will never forgive the other. It's not always going to end with, oh, thank you so much for apologizing. We're good. Right. Mm -mm. Uh, Sometimes the hurt's too deep or too much. Mm -hmm. So you should never ask a question that you don't have an answer to. And I know that there have been apologies that I haven't accepted, mostly because I don't think they're genuine. And I don't want you to pacify me. If you are apologizing, you need to know and understand why. Because I'm thinking if you're apologizing, that means you're not going to do it anymore. That means you understand that you made a mistake. And I don't want you just floating it out there. I'm sorry if it's not genuine. Because then no, I won't accept that. And I don't think people should accept that of themselves either. If you are going to come forth and tell a person you recognize that they were hurt, offended, know why you're saying that and be able to stand behind those words so that you feel them and they're not just being said to be said. What if you're the apologizer and you never come around to that, though? (laughs) Are you saying that a emotionally healthy person would eventually be able to get there. I'm struggling with two things. I'm struggling with what if you don't ever find the empathy to actually apologize correctly, but then also on the receiving end, how do you know someone's not genuine? Oh, you can feel that. Yeah, that, I'm a gut I'm a <laughs> gut person, so I feel everything in my gut, but I know some I know other people who don't really operate like that. Oh my. Yeah, you can feel it. But what if the other person feels like they can't get to the point of actually caring. Yeah, and that's a problem. Again, that goes back to my point of like, okay, then this relationship shouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. I just don't see how that's going to work out. Apologizing, an apology, it's kind of a litmus test for a relationship Mm. every now and then, right? Like, how is this going to (laughs) go? Your first apology, your first big apology in a relationship, (laughs) ugh. How are they going to react? Wow. What if a person doesn't have the empathy to recognize? Goodness, that's something. They don't care enough about right? what you're saying. They don't. Your hurt or whatever happened doesn't matter enough to them for some reason. A lack of self-awareness. Yeah. And it could be work that that person has to do internally. Yeah. It could just mean the end of that relationship too. And that's fine. Yeah, that is fine. Sometimes you just need to put that period there. You know, you mentioned the Enneagram earlier, and you mentioned that in the last podcast. Are you back to looking at that? I just mention it all the time, like you mentioned meditation. (laughs) That's like mine. Oh, side note, I meditated this morning. Because I had one of those mornings where literally everything that ha- that existed, like the wind on my face was annoying me. Oh. You know, those mornings where you're just like, why is this? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I meditated this morning. I needed to tell you that. I'm proud of you. I find the Enneagram so helpful to explain my actions sometimes. So in a lot of these conversations when we're talking about actions and reactions, I go back to things that I've read about my Enneagram type and my husband's because they're very well thought out and descriptive. 
and and I recognize this this topic probably did not bode well for my Enneagram. It's that competitiveness that does not want to admit defeat. You're a three, right? <laughs> I am. It does. It does make a lot of sense. And if you're listening to this and, and you've done those personality tests, or if you know of another one, I'm, I'm curious, not that they define who you are, but sometimes if there is a common thread, you learn more about yourself. And the more you know about who you are and how you operate, I think the better version of yourself you can be. So if you have any other personality tests, in addition to the Enneagram, let us know. Take all of them. That's what I say. Just combine them all together and then you have all the information about yourself and all the other people. And don't just care about your type. You got to learn about everybody out there. That's true. I had my husband take it. Oh, what is he? Don't I? I, 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 I. I feel like he's the same as my husband, but maybe not. Anyway, this was a hard one. Even talking about it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> it can have that effect. Yeah, I was having lunch with a girlfriend uh, yesterday, and I mentioned that we were having this discussion, and she said, ooh, is that more you or her? <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she guessed that. And, okay, good. And um, and it was more or less because some of the topics that I want us to explore, it's not because I have this cheat sheet as to how to do it correctly. I'm yeah. working through it myself. It is difficult for me to apologize, but I know what an apology can mean to someone else, especially if they were wrong. And if I was the cause of that pain, I don't want them to feel less than. And if it's just a matter of me recognizing that, then I should be able to do it. Mm -hmm. So this conversation was more just to get you thinking about it. If you are that stubborn person mm -hmm. and you don't like having to apologize, you know, consider why that is. And then also consider what it could mean to the person waiting on that apology. Yeah, the driving force for me is knowing how important it is to me when someone apologizes. Mm -hmm. So if it means that much to me, it probably means just as much to another person. And that's where the humility comes in. And yeah. it doesn't always mean I'm wrong. And listen, I can tell myself whatever I want to tell myself <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> but the empathy, the genuineness has to be there in yes. order to apologize. So you can't fake it till you make it on this one. Sorry. You shouldn't. You, you shouldn't. shouldn't. It won't work. We're telling you that. Good luck apologizing, everyone. Yeah. I think that's it. Yep. And as always, leave us a review and let us know what you want us to talk about. We'll talk next time. <laughs>